Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Welcome to High Trust Today, the podcast. I'm on a quest to help people win in business and in life. To do that, I know they must trust themselves, their relationships, their business, and they most certainly must trust their future. When you do that, you set in motion a universe of possibilities, and that journey begins right Two core beliefs about being a game changer. Core belief number one about being a game changer is nothing changes until something changes. Nothing changes until something changes. I got a text the other day from a guy that has been trying for three years to use technology to time block. Has anybody ever identified with like the frustration of using technology to time block? Let me see your hands if you've ever had frustration around time blocking. Anybody in the room? And he just said, you know, I, um, I realized that I've been trying to use technology to manage my time and it's just not working. So he said, I want you to know that I found something that works. Do you want to know what it is? Would you like to know? But this is essentially how the time is being managed as it relates to, you know what, this is just easier for me. Look at the clock, it's time to change. Look at the clock, it's time to change. And I found that to be kind of serendipitous, right? That we all have, we all have. The, str- the biggest struggle in our life is time and to be efficient with our time. And so when we begin to think about game changing, we got to think about what are we doing every day that isn't working? And what do you need to do to change the things that aren't working so that you can get something working so you can move from where you are to where you want to be? That's what being a game changer is all about. And what's interesting is, is how many of you have been in the business for over 20 years? Let me see your hands nice and high. 25 years, keep your hands up. Over 30 years, keep your hands up. Lost a few, 35 years. Who's over 40 years, stand up. 40 years in the business, stand up. Yeah, one. Congratulations, two, three, four. We got four people doing, doing this business for over 40 years. Congratulations, big round of applause for those guys. <clears throat> Woohoo! Here's what Danica Patrick says about success. I love this. She says, success often has a downside. It can make you risk adverse. Your instinct is to hold on to the past, to the thing you're good at, reluctant to move on or to reinvent yourself out of fear. You won't replicate your original achievement. It can be scary leaving the comforts of the familiar for the untested road ahead, but you must or you will get left behind. And I told 500 people today in our leadership live session that I have a fear about LOs who are not going to change fast enough that you will become irrelevant. And I don't say that from a position of fear because I'll give you the solution tonight how to ensure your relevancy. But I'm telling you right now that if you don't think long and hard about how I become relevant in today's market that is getting flooded with superficial technology solutions, I will lose my footing. And that's what Danica Patrick said. We have to reinvent. You have to reinvent yourself each and every day. You got to look at new ways to be you. That's what you have to do. And that's the first thing. Nothing changes until something changes. Here's the second core belief. One change can change everything. One change can change everything. And so what my hope is, is between now and Saturday, you find your one thing or two things a day that you know can change everything. If you don't know my story, I became a loan officer in 1980. Jimmy Carter was president. Prime was 20%. FHA and VA financing was 175 to 18%, five or six points. Consumer confidence was in the tank. Uh, um, and inflation was off the charts. 
right? Consumer confidence, I, I think it's the lowest in, 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 with the exception of August 11th of 2000, what, Jim, what, what was the low? you know all these facts. Lowest consumer confidence in the last five, 10 years, it was 11, I think, 2011. Anyway, it's not important. But I became a commission loan officer with all of those factors. And everybody said the recession is going to kill us. The recession is going to kill us. And I said, well, if it's going to kill us, why am I doing this business? And I decided to make a change. And one of the changes that I made will probably seem like a change that a brand new LO wouldn't want to make. But let me kind of show you the backstory of it. So my manager told me in 1981, he said, you're probably going to be really surprised by this, but within about a year or two, there's going to be this thing called a mobile phone. And I want you to start saving because I want you to buy a mobile phone when they come out. Now, I don't know if you know anything about the history of mobile phones, but this is the first schematic of a mobile phone. So battery phone unit, control cable. We had the big receiver back here and transmitter. And remember that big old three-foot antenna? Okay, so you may not know this, but the first car phones were installed in 1948. And this is what they look like. In your car, in 1948, you could make a mobile call with a company called Mobitel. Little bulky, right? Little, <laughs> little big, probably a little bit hard to maneuver. It definitely wouldn't leave the car because it had this big old cord, right? But do you know that that changed everything? And my manager was right. And I was saving money every single month. And I remember in 1984 when this ad came out. And Motorola started advertising for the first mo mobile car phone and cell phone. And these are the pictures of it. There's a guy making his call from his Thunderbird, which I don't know what year that is, but that's. And then over here is my car phone. And that's pretty cool, right? So I was the sixth person in Orange County, California, to have a mobile phone installed in his car. And what did every other LO in my company start saying when I got a phone in my car? Can I borrow your phone? Can I make a call from your car? No, 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 no. And it sure beat pulling off the freeway and putting two dimes in a pay phone to make a call. But you ready? $3,995 is what I paid for this, the privilege of being the sixth guy in Orange County, California to have a phone in his car. But the third month I had the phone, do you know how much my paycheck had gone up in three months and 90 days? $6,000 a month. Do you know what $6,000 in 1984 is worth today? $16,000. And it went way bigger than that because all I could do now, right, is I didn't have to be at my desk anymore. And that, for me, changed the game. And then I adopted that philosophy around the, the timing and the bad recession and all of this. And I came up with my first game changer law when I was 25 years old. And here's the first law. The first game changing law is it is never the market that determines your success, it is you. The market is not responsible for your success. It may feel like it from time to time, but who ultimately is responsible for your success? You are. And to be a game changer, you have to think differently than everybody else that's out there. 
So the recession continued and everybody was crying the blues and nobody thought anybody was buying homes and I wanted to follow the path of being disruptive. How do you be disruptive in a recession? You know, what do you do that is unique? What do you do that is different? And so one day I was thinking about how to be really unique with my real estate agents. They were all crying the blues. Nobody was selling any homes. Everybody was down in the dumps. People had quit, you know, hanging up the, hanging up the shingle, you know. And I said, if everybody's quitting, this is like the perfect time to floor it. So my mom and dad had a, friend, a couple friends, Marge and Bob Ristenpart, and they owned a print shop. So I went over to their print shop one day, and I said to Marge and Bob, I said, I need you to make up a button for me. And here's what I want on the button. And I'm going to wear this button on my suit jacket every time I make calls on real estate agents. And she said, are you sure you want to do that? And I said, absolutely. So as a 25-year-old LO, LO, here is my button. Rumor has it we're in a recession. I am not participating. I just said, I'm, no, I'm not going to go where everybody else is going. I am not going to be negative like everybody else is negative. I'm going to be like one of the only guys thriving in a recession because I have a positive attitude and I am rejecting the normalcy of the market. You need to be rejecting the market right now. You need to be rediscovering yourself and changing the way you think about what you're doing and how you're doing and why you're doing it.